Love the haiku. Love the sonnet. Love the quatrain and the couplet. Love the words. From East Leeds FM. to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM. And today, the 23rd of March 2021, I am talking to one half of Fowl. Fowl have got a new record out today, the anniversary of, of lockdown, and for a very good reason. So it's Graham Browning, and hello, Graham. Hello, Pete. Nice Great. to be here. Really nice to have you with us here. So, yeah, the, the, the record is called Humankind Weed. It's, it's a download, but also, more significantly, it's a wonderful vinyl product. And uh, I hadn't got a new piece of vinyl for a very long time, and it was felt very special getting it in the post. Was that a decision from the very outset? I think it happened after the first song that we recorded, which was Holes, which is one of the ones we might talk about. Um, which we initially called partly about holes, actually. Um, so, yeah, once things started to move, Hugh started to talk about making a vinyl album. I was very resistant since I didn't have a turntable. But I can't, I, as often with Hugh, he's very persuasive in a persistent kind of way. And I, kind of, and I went along with it. And last summer, I went and bought a turntable and a whole new stereo system which I'm really pleased about. And uh, mm. tell us about your collaborator. About Hugh Nankivell? Indeed. What is there to say? <laughs> how, long <have> you, <laughs> how long have you been working together because you did bring something out as foul um, you know, a while ago, I mean, obviously, I know, I know you through the Graham Browning trio, I know, and I've known Hugh for years, um, yeah. uh, but uh, together, let, give us a bit of a potted history. So I met Hugh on a songwriting course, which he was running with another friend of ours called Bar Bowen. And that was a really enjoyable experience. And afterwards, he suggested that we might get together and try and write a little bit, mess around with some music. Um, and we didn't particularly find it easy to write together. Um, and then he formed a band called Nankivel's Optet. And I don't know how long that lasted, three, four, five years. We played together in that. Um, and then he took the extreme decision of moving to Torquay. Uh, and, and, you know, for quite a while, out, we, we didn't quite go our separate ways, but obviously there's a big distance between us, so we didn't see much of each other. Um, more in the last few years, we have seen a bit more of each other. Um, and Hugh's always been, he's always been very encouraging to me. He's encouraged my, my, own, my musical life sort of separate to him. Um, he's prodigiously talented. And he's also just a great presence and a very positive man. And he kept me going, actually, during lockdown. I think without Hugh, I might have been really lost. But this project kept me going for about nine months. But yeah, he was absolutely crucial during that time. So yeah, you, th this is very much a lockdown project, would you say? Would never have happened without a lockdown, I don't think. I think, you know, we were both 
a bit short of things to do, didn't know quite how to be or what to do during this sort of time. But there was something that was, something happened which we fell more into distinct roles, I think. Mostly it was me ha handling the lyrics and you handling the musical side of things. So typically, not in every case, but typically I would send him some lyrics, he would set them and then uh, come up with a melody, send that back to me and he, with a guide melody and then I'd sing them um, and then we'd go on from there, sometimes using my vocal or his or a bit of each, sometimes using, sometimes adding a harmony or whatever. So that was the rough process and it just seemed to really click together well. So we're going to hear a few tracks and talk about them. Um, yeah, the first one we're going to hear a little section of is Holes, which is the opening track. The sun burns a hole in my room, which I sell to the government. It's a no-brainer, says the herring. As I pocket the cash, the cash. You know, I, I, I never like this question, what is this song about? I have no idea what it's about. It's just for me, it's somehow full of resonance. I know what started it. The, the, the first line is, the sun, the sun burns a hole in my roof. That was about my solar panels. Which I sell to the government. You know, I've got a very good deal on my solar panels. Um, and then something happened about burning holes in my head. So the rest of the, each verse, something burns a hole in something. And where the images came from, I can't quite say. I know a couple of them, but really I don't fully know. Burns a hole in my which I sell to a dating agency for use as a prophylactic against harder times. Time burns a hole in my memory. Which I sell to the highest bidder For a tapered trail of vapour Fading across the sky Yeah, Graham, that was that was a section from Holes, which is the opener on the album. It's it's very lustrous. It's, it sounds absolutely wonderful. Who else was uh, collaborating with you apart from Hugh? We've got Ben McCabe doing um, doing drums on there, Pat Allison doing guitar, Chris Dowding playing the trumpet, which is it might be a cornet. I'm useless on these things. And crucially, is a guy called Richard Evans who both mixed it and put the bass on it. And uh, it's his beautiful mix, which made all the difference to it, I think. Dealt with some of my slightly dodgy vocals as well. <laughs> and it is absolutely, it's a completely luscious, full, rich sound, isn't it? It really what is. It. it is. And all the way through the record, it is. It's, it's, it's a lovely sound, uh, yeah. and especially when you listen to it on the vinyl. It really does yeah. sound, especially on my old Celestian Ditton 15 speakers from 1975. Um, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't ask me too much beyond that, because I'm giving the impression of being a, a tech a Texel geek here, yeah. and, I, and I'll get lost very soon. But I, you know, all I know is I've had them for a long time, and, they see, and the record sounds great in them. But, um, yeah, so, Graham, I mean, normally, I say normally, I mean, with the Graham Browning trio, your your sound is much more um, acoustic. More the the songs are, are beautifully turned, but they are more conventional in terms of 
songs. This is more kind of combinations of words and music together in different ways, yeah? Yeah, this, is a much, this has been a much freer process. Quite a lot of it has been, because I just write stuff all the time. And you might call them poems. You might, I don't know what you'd call some of the things. But my computer and my, um, my attic and all around the house, there are scribblings everywhere. And just constantly, I churn stuff out, most of which I think, oh God, you know, that's rubbish. And a lot of it just sits around and never sees the light of day. I can't remember when I wrote Holes. It was a long, quite a long time ago. And I think I cleaned it up and added a couple of extra lines uh, at some point during the recording process. So, yeah, I think it says on the album something about, about 20 years ago, Hugh and I made a track for Radio 3's The Verb. And we were asked to make something that had words and music but wasn't a song. And we made a piece where I read a, a prose poem and Hugh sang a few verses, uh, a, a song effectively that he'd written. But we did, we sang them, he sang whilst I read. And that kind of, in a way, set the tone for this album as well. It was words and music, but not necessarily songs. And quite a lot of poetry, if you want to call it poetry, which, which Hugh has set. Um, we're going to hear uh, some of Mountains now, which is the second track. This is the road up the mountain And this is the road down Do not confuse the two Do not take the down road Do not take the down the up road down Take the up road up Take the down road down Take the up It's not all been plain sailing, I gather, in terms of, of the decisions taken and at a distance. You've not been in the same room, so that must have been hard too. But tell us a little about those struggles. So, yeah, that was um, this mountain in particular. We had quite a bit of a, an argy-bargy about it. But, I mean, part of this actually is for about three years now, I've had a bit of a problem with my voice. I've got a guitar condition which uh, has stopped me singing and damaged my, my voice so I can't sing in the way that I want to. And I was particularly pleased with my recording when I put the vocal on Mountains because it sounded like me singing properly. Um, and I wanted to preserve that in the mix just to hear my kind of ordinary voice. a bit from Mountains, which is the second track on Humankind Weed, uh, new album from Fowl, out today, this very day, March the 23rd, 2021. The lyrics, Graham, are sort of, yeah, are opaque, one must, one might say, uh, yeah. I, and, and playful. I mean, I, I mean, I think, uh, you know, a lot of the, the lyric writing is very playful all the way through, but there seems to be lots of kind of Opposites going take the take the up road, take the down road, don't take the down road, the up road, and all the way through. I notice actually in the in the record, there are kind of opposites. You play with opposites and sort of uh, yeah crossovers. Well, I do think that's what we do partly. I think we do play with opposites. There are things like the track that we're not going to hear, but there's a track called Nailed, where again Hugh is singing and I'm and I'm reading something, and they they interfere with each other, and I. I really enjoy that interference. Definitely get that. We're going to hear um, one more track, or section of one more track, uh, called Directors. Uh, <laughs> so tell us, it features a director of words, which yeah. when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, 
<laughs> I was a bit worried actually before I listened to this, but I, I was I was pleasantly relieved. It was it, it it's lovely. But tell us about this. Well, I don't. I knew that you. I knew at some point that you were the director of words at um, <laughs> Chapel FM, and then I chanced across an article in the paper about Travel Lodge who have a director of sleep, and I thought there's something sort of vaguely sinister about both titles. <laughs> um, so the director of words may be, you know, it could be a um, proper in charge of propaganda. Yeah. Which maybe you are, Pete, I don't know. And the director of sleep, that's a bit kind of Dr. Death, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, but they're actually benevolent. So then there's what I thought, well, clearly what I do thought was um, I'll get them to meet on the stairs and they start saying these words to each other which are kind of connected with either sleep or words initially and then they go off a bit. The director of words I'm a director of sleep Met on the stairs great thing to be able to chuck in all these words, zopiclone, aphasia, halitosis, which you don't normally meet in songs, do you? Well, not many that I know. So Graham, finally, it's been lovely to talk to you about humankind weed and uh, and hear it, and to hear a few tracks. But how do we get hold of the album, which is out today? Uh, the best place to go is to Bandcamp, and if you look for, we're called Foul One, and when you get on there, then you can you can buy a download. You can have a couple of listens, two or three listens. And you can buy the download or you can buy the vinyl album. And as we've said, it is a vinyl and it, uh, on vinyl and it is very lovely on vinyl. It's a very beautiful uh, cover and, yeah, the heft of it is, is substantial. Yeah. I'm utterly delighted with it because the artwork is mine. The, the guinea fowl on the front and the bindweed inside. And the person who put that all together for us puts some little bindweed onto the record labels themselves and things like that. And um, well, I'm dead I'm, impressed. It's it's wonderful art, artwork. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I just mess around with making things and drawing things all the time. I'm no artist, but I sometimes come up with something that's quite pretty. It works really well, and and the whole album is is uh, a lovely thing. So thanks very much, Graham, for coming on and talking to us. And uh, yeah, well. We'll keep in touch and let us know what you're doing next and if Fowl are playing any gigs and come back to the chapel. You played there once before, I think. Uh, but Yeah, uh, GBT played at the... My trio played at the chapel. But well, Fowl would love to come to the 
to the chapel. You are formally invited. Smashing, smashing. Thank you so much. Nostradamus burns a hole in the Bible, which I sell to the Mormons who put it in a rocket and send it to the sun. the commas, love the apostrophes, love the colons and the question marks, love the words from East Leeds FM. No, no, little, no, no, little, no, no, You're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM. This time last year, we had to make the very difficult decision to postpone writing on air uh, 2020, 2020, and the theme was going to be vision. Well, we always said it was just going to be a postponement, and this weekend beginning 26 of March, Friday evening. We have a whole weekend of online events. Some are programs that were recorded last year for the festival, which we still have in the can, and we're delighted to be able to program over this weekend. There are a couple of workshops as well, run by writers from the Writing Squad, 
wonderful organisation uh, in the north of England, training squad for young writers. And we also have two open mic events on the Friday evening and the Sunday afternoon. Do have a look at the website and check that out. There are still some places do sign up if you want to come along and read some work on the theme of vision however you relate to that theme however laterally you interpret it so that's writing on air this weekend all the programs all 36 of them i think will be uh, up for listen again so if you miss them this weekend you can listen to them for as long as you like into perpetuity right now we have a lovely collection of writing by Wordplay, a group of writers associated with Barney Bardsley on different themes. But one of the themes is blue, uh, which I also set for our young writers. You can hear their contribution during Writing On Air. So the writing that we're going to hear now is read very kindly by the actors Ryan McCall and Pam Hilton, with a bit of help from myself. So on now with writers from Wordplay. You're listening to Love the Words here on East Leeds FM. By Tamara McClog. Ink blue starless night creeps through cracked windows as I dream of magical pale blue silken ballet shoes. I will glide as a swan on a marbled pond, fluttering feathers, head held high, a majesty so dignified. I will discard my old pink sickly shoes and there will be no more blood seeping through blisters as a soldier in retreat discarded black-blue toenails, feet entrapped in blocks of wood. Pale blue silken ribbons tied to my cherished shoes embrace my ankles as I rise to silent music and take flight in a flurry of snow. Out of the Blue by Gail Mosley An airmail letter, tissue thin, words dark as blue-black ink, five kisses neatly folded in, bring my heart to the brink. Blue by C.T. Thomas Ink blue, starless night creeps through cracked windows as I dream of magical pale blue silken ballet shoes. I will glide as a swan on a marbled pond, fluttering feathers, head held high, a majesty so dignified. I will discard my old pink sickly shoes and there will be no more blood seeping through blisters as a soldier in retreat discarded black blue toenails feet entrapped in blocks of wood pale blue silken ribbons tied to my cherished shoes embrace my ankles as i rise to silent music and take flight in a flurry of snow Blue by Crispin Stead Little boy blue, blowing his horn, sing a song of sixpence. Looking back, feeling quite forlorn, the sense of loss immense. Time passes, the seasons turn around, people, family, friends, new places, faces, new life found, a wish to make amends. Little boy, blue, red, yellow, green, blowing this way and that. Knight, bishop, pawn, rook, king and queen, all in their squares they sat. Little boy, orange, pink, black, white, moved forward, back, up, down. Long days, months, years, darkness and light, blue, boy, adjective, noun. Drop in the ocean, 
speck of dust, little boy here and gone. Blues, reds, greens and yellows, all must finally all be one. Little boy blue, blowing no more, sixpences all quite spent. When all's said, all's done, what's it for? There will be no lament, a rhyme, no reason, spoken, sung, a memory. Back then a lantern in the dark is hung. He will not come again. Blue by Margaret Bending Upon a distant horizon, a line where blue meets blue, white sails sink as my eyes brighten. My heart sails there with you. Blue by M. Whitfield Brooks Blue brings longing, this reach, that stretch, your lake, my sky, our sea. When can I dive again and fetch you swimming back to me? Blue boasts a style the young girl steals, chameleon, crafty, clear as the magpie longing yearns and feels her quest, the jewel idea. Blue sings of loss through all of time, long echo from the fields, the soul, the ache, the call, the rhyme, response that history yields. Blue, the voice that summons us home, calls us in every hue. Dive now, deep under crest and foam, and swim me back to you. Inside and outside my head Will you still love me When I get back to town Flight by Mally Harvey At six I learned about flight Our neighbours stoned us Thieves attacked our home as we fled from Egypt. At seven, I learned about flight. We watched the bullets fly from our balcony. Buildings exploded round us as we fled from Cyprus. At eight, I learned about flight. Bombed as we went to school. Our Gary overturned. Children crying as we fled from Aden. At fourteen, I learned about flight. We left behind rumours and accusations. The plane shook the metal fixings free as we fled from Singapore. At eighteen, I learned about flight as we packed our belongings, leaving disharmony and discord as we fled from our comfortable home. At thirty-five I learned about flight as my children were uprooted to protect them from turmoil as we fled to another life. At fifty-five I learned about flight as my body was torn under the surgeon's knife to enable a future for myself as I fled from fear. At seventy-three I learned about flight, as a vicious virus flew through this world and we shut down to keep safe. I did not flee. I was safe in my home, my sanctuary. In Time of Plague by Mike Palfrey The instinct is to run away and hide Search out a niche the big boys cannot find Fat chance This school was built to take the side of the wild, hallowing hunt Not far behind 
The urge for half a century stays the same. The reasons change to suit the circumstance. Perhaps a love, a work undone, a game I'd fear to lose. I flee the common dance. Until now, in this comfortable house, I sit and write and think myself secure. No worry greater than a trivial grouse. How very dumb to have been so cocksure. For now, flight's turned itself upon its head. I run by staying in, then go to bed. Lights of Arles are reflected in the Rhone at the start of night, images of old-fashioned gas lanterns speaking to the stars. Our gang, which consisted of French students from the University of Aix-en-Provence and me, performed Shakespeare's The Comedy of Errors in Arles in 1967. Just one performance. It was a flop. A plop of a well-nourished stone in the river. Did that plop have any effect on the bond we had between us? Not at all. If anything, the flop united us more deeply than ever, but we were already a tight-knit cast of characters. We had been rehearsing the play for several months. I didn't have a role, but was a useful prompt, always needed. I was the only non-French person, and these students needed English practice, which Shakespeare gave them in spades. The excuse of needing to rehearse, or repeat, as the French would say, as much as possible, led to hours in cafes, drinking thick black coffee, which never quenched our thirst, playing cards and telling jokes, a weekend in Jacqueline's parents' Maison de Campagne, near Avignon, where consumption of wine and food led to up-all-night shenanigans, sleeping, or not, on the floors. My most vivid memory of that weekend is swinging into the deep blue on the garden swing under the stars, convinced I was in heaven. I enjoyed my role as the prompt. I've still got my script after all these years. I also enjoyed my role as an innocent abroad. Rolex, his real name, came from Luxembourg and was proud of it and teased me. He got me to repeat slang words, some of them rude. One was gugnafier. They all fell about laughing when I repeated it. According to my dictionary, it means a bumbling idiot. And no, they weren't referring to me. I think the word referred to a cat. I may be wrong. That year, during daytime, the sky was always sea-blue in Provence. In another quest to repeat, we tackled climbing up the Mont Saint-Victoire, which is close to Aix and has been painted by Cézanne a few times. It was early evening when we set out, with some food and not too much drink. Drink is always heavy to carry in rucksacks. Our ascent was enhanced by the perfume of rosemary and lavender, and we were accompanied all the way by the chirping of crickets. We watched the sun go down, found a spot halfway up the hill, and spread out our sleeping bags under the stars. After very little sleep, we climbed to the summit in the early hours 
and watched the sun rise in the east. A wondrous view of the Mediterranean, green at the shoreline, morphing gradually to dark blue at the horizon. We were thirsty. This was long before the era of plastic water bottles, and we had to hurry back to Aix before we died of thirst. But the sun continued to shine, on land and water, from blue and into blue, and the stars continued to make their presence felt, both in the sky and in the water, and our gang continued to repeat and reflect, like Van Gogh's lanterns, reflections in the Rhone. Time swept me away Merged me into pain Then something out of the blue Said you need me too Top of the Mountain by Anne Coates so, is this the top of the mountain that is my life? I look over my shoulder and up. Surely there is more to travel, albeit more slowly and along less peopled pathways than those that have brought me thus far. But there must be more. I had not anticipated a ninth decade beginning in this way. Eighties only in number. I protested, convinced that I would walk familiar paths with old friends, that I would continue to feel fulfilled, inspired, invigorated, that new windows, if not doors, would open. There must be more. I look down and see the many safe, secure paths I have travelled with confidence, with hope, and in the company of family, friends, children and grandchildren, eleven of them warming my heart. Yes, there are dark corners on the paths where large and unexpected boulders cause me to stumble, to be shaken deeply. But I did not fall. There was light and new love around those corners. Now, here, nearly at the top, yet in a new constraining corner again there must be more there will be light around this corner too would you like to ride in my beautiful balloon would you like to glide in my beautiful balloon we could float among stars together you and I for we can fly this is the house by Madeline Andrews this is the house where I lived as a child when I open the gate I hit the privet hedges on each side there is a driveway on the left leading to the garage and some crazy paving which is generally full of weeds. In May, the big lilac tree is in bloom, and there are lilies of the valley. Outside the garage, there are still the remains of rubble from an Anderson shelter, with plentiful, determined cat's tail growing sturdily. It is a big garage, with room for two cars, and a cubbyhole with thick walls and a security handle to the door. The house used to be inhabited by the local ARP warden during the war. The cubbyhole is full of clutter. There is a large piece of plywood with a map of the area painted on it. It will be useful for constructing a dressing table when my father gets round to such things. There are shelves in the garage housing paint cans and various noxious chemicals and paintbrushes, which have gone stiff with waiting to be cleaned. Going out of the back door of the garage, I come onto a paved area, bordered on one side by pear and apple trees. There is a pile of bricks from which I build a house. Constructing the hearth makes it feel like a home. 
Many of the bricks have mortar still on them, so they are wobbly and insecure. Sometimes a wall falls down and I have to rebuild it. Finding enough spare fence palings to make a roof, held down with bricks, is a triumph. A skipping rope becomes Korean glasses. I twist the rope to form two circles with a bridge in the middle. I can even wear the glasses on my face with a bit of effort. The Korean War is on, so they must be Korean glasses. A doll's pram can be used for trying out a patent brake system made from string and a piece of broken trellis. It never works. My bedroom is the smallest in the house. It has mildly pink wallpaper with white spots which occasionally jump out at me if I wake up suddenly. When it's very cold, there are wonderful icy fern pictures on the windows. And when spring comes, I smell new-mown grass outside. Time for the transition to Dayella dresses and even sandals. Christmas Eve when my sister and I polish the hall floor while listening to carols from King's College. This is when elderly, worn, brown regulation school bloomers come into their own for seating it down the hall. They produce a good shine. Object of Desire by Bill McCarthy It was Saturday morning. And it could only mean one thing, yes. Junior Club at the Gaumont Cinema Redditch. I looked forward to this more than anything else when I was 13 years old. I didn't attend other extracurricular activities on a Saturday like some of my friends. For me, it was all about Saturday morning at the cinema. I used to walk up Hewell Road to get to town and we'd cut through the common, which was just a piece of wasteland, to get to the Gaumont. Not catching a bus saved me sixpence, and having extra money meant I could splash out on treats to share with my mates. Sweets, popcorn, Pepsi, Cola, ice cream, or even a hot dog with onions and a squirt of tomato, the height of sophistication at Saturday Club. We had our own pocket money. Sometimes I had a little extra from an evening paper round, though I never could spend the two and six on a hot dog no matter how tasty they looked. Saturday morning was more than just binging on confectionery, watching cartoons, films and serials, the break in the middle for birthdays, sometimes a magician or DJ seeking willing participants to come forward to assist. The greatest thrill for me was socialising with girls. Nobody really talked about Saturday Club at school because not everybody went, but those of us boys who did were members of an exclusive group. We were not afraid to sit and chat with girls. Girls from other schools were also there. They seemed more alluring and looked older. Quite exotic for a boy who had started to take an interest in girls. Sometimes we might chase each other down the aisles, hold hands and steal a hug in the darkness. If you were lucky, they might promise to sit next to you for the entire two hours, which we called going out. But you weren't really going out as such, mainly sitting in silence, sometimes searching for an awkward little kiss, in between watching the big screen and sharing sweets. If at the end you were still talking, it might lead to something serious, like going to Woolworths together to look at the music records and wall posters, possibly ending up in a local calf for a milkshake, if you had money left. On the way back home, I felt excited, thinking about Gail's hair, how she smelt so sweetly of soap and smiled at me in a certain way and what might have been, hoping for next Saturday morning to come as quickly as possible so I would meet her again. Old me, young me. Mature, pensioner, senior, vulnerable. I don't identify with those. Loved, cherished, encouraged, happy, 
Yes, that's my childhood told. Learning, searching, mothering, reflecting. Hopefully that's me now. Independent, trusting, experimenting. Adventures lie ahead. Now, locked down yet not locked in, there are yet more journeys to begin. There were things to do Always some other Someone I could be Other things to know Other ways to go To fly a spirit For the stage It wasn't always easy Learning to be me Sometimes my head and heart Would disagree Times I walked away Other times I'd stay Drama of my life play Being me, I dare To be myself alone Sometimes I love the things they said Some things were cold as stone It was lonely Sometimes Sometimes It was blue The lights were brilliant Sometimes Sometimes was you being me I laugh seeing now and then so many things have changed and yet somehow A stage, a song for me Hold the curtain open It's time to take a Love the cases, love the clauses, love the adverbs and the antecedents, love the words. From ELFM.
I see no lesson And your ears hear no lecture And you can't find a teacher Don't doubt the existence of her Just clear off your senses in your mind So curiosity comes Like a fast, fragile light Let yourself learn 